This is Lee Pettis reporting with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. In our latest Meet the Candidate podcast, Rio Grande Guardian editor Steve Taylor interviews Dr. Lora Cisneros, MD of Brownsville. Dr. Cisneros is running for the open Congressional District 34 seat in the Democratic Party primary. This seat is open because incumbent U.S. Rep. Philemon Vela announced he was retiring at the next election. This is part two of a two-part series. We have to attract. My gosh, we have the port. We have the bridge. We have the space. We are not like other big cities that they're confined. We have room to grow. You have a company that wants to set up shop. We've got hundreds of acres where they can build. We have manpower. We have people willing, just willing to work. So again, one of the things I want to say is that being a congressman or woman, it's a dual role. It's not just about going to Washington and sitting there and what you do. Okay, now we're going to vote for House Bill number SB2Y. Yes, no. And that's how you spend your days and your weeks and your months. My, my mentality or my philosophy is that you have to have one foot in Washington. You have to have one foot in, in your district. How am I going to impact my district? What am I going to do? And to me, it's more important the change I'm going to do in my area. That's key to me. That's why I'm running, sir. Because I have a good job as a doctor. I, oncologists are sought off. Oh, I get a call every day from headhunters. They call them headhunters. Would you like to take this job? Oh, my goodness. We'll pay you all this money. Come here, come here, come here. I'm done with... I don't mean I'll never go back to medicine because that's that's my love. But I want to make a difference. I will be the people's voice. I will. Why? Because people need to get out and vote. I hear this apathy or maybe it's not apathy. I just feel this feeling that that a lot of the people in the area say what for nothing changes and that's the common theme nada cambia doctora todo sigue igual and i've promised them things will change believe in me have faith in me trust in me i will not disappoint you because I'm going to be your voice in Congress. Obviously, two huge issues that you've addressed there in, in, as part of the reason you're running, healthcare and education. Many people would say you can't get more important than those two issues, so I'm so pleased that you uh, discussed those two issues in depth. So, next question, what are you hearing from the voters as you go around the district, all the way to Kingsville, across to Edinburgh, in your hometown of Brownsville, and you're knocking on the doors or you have participating in debates, what are you hearing from voters as to what they want for their new member of Congress? What the voters want is someone who's actually going to listen to them. 
who's really going to listen and do something. What they see is that very few of the representatives hold any town hall meetings, whether it's in person, in a town hall, or even by Zoom, because you can do these by Zoom. And one of the things, again, I'm glad you brought that up. You bring up excellent points. My promise is that I will be accessible. I have to be accessible. I have to be accountable. And I need to be transparent. What's transparent? What you see is what you get. No hidden agendas. This is, my campaign is a grassroots organization. Why? Or campaign. The people are going to help. The people will support me. I am not beholden to any corporations. I am not taking money, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from this company and that company because what, what, what happens with that, Mr. Taylor? That means favors to be paid. I don't have to pay any favors to anybody. No one. No one. I have to pay favors, and they're not really favors, but I have to pay who? My voter, my constituent. I was asked this question. Well, what would you do if President Biden wanted you to vote this way? Would you blindly go with what he wanted you to vote? And I don't know if I should even be saying this here, but I'm going to be because I'm transparent. I said, it's not what the president wants. What do my constituents need, right? I have to represent you all. And that's exactly how would I know what they need by every couple of months coming back to the district, talking to people. Okay, you have an office here. We're going to have a town hall. In a month or two, another town hall. This, that, and the other. And again, my plan is very different perhaps, but I don't plan to spend 100% of my time in Washington. I have to spend time in the district with people. And I've told patients, here we go, the patients. I have just 35 years of patients. I've told you. Huh? You meant to say that. Yes, of course, but it's like, just when I say, it's just my, my medical lingo. Um, the voters, I've told them and I've promised them and I'm not going to say anything that I won't uh, fulfill. If you want to talk to me, Mr. Gonzalez, Mr. Perez, you can talk to me because I don't have an issue or a problem spending 10-15 minutes on the phone with the person who does want to talk to the congressman. What I find sad is that many People want the vote, shake hands all the time. How are you? And friendly as can be. They get elected. You don't see them ever again for four more years. And then they come out again. And how are you? You'll find out that you choose me, you'll have a different kind of representative. Completely different. And you mentioned there that um, when, when I asked what are the voters saying, you, you immediately said the most important thing is I need to listen to them and I will listen to them. This is a, a very truncated uh, race, uh, um, election cycle, 
the uh, primaries on March the 1st, so you're less than two months away. Um, have you had a chance as, a, as one of the candidates yet to have a debate? Have there many, been many debates or, or forums uh, scheduled so that you can get your, your message across? Yes, uh, we have not had a debate yet, per se, but there are three or four that are in the works. Um, there's one that's going to be uh, with women, particularly. There's another one with the Democratic um, group. And so, yes, I have no doubt there's going to be multiple, uh, multiple debates. Now, March 1st is the uh, election, but let's not forget that early voting, which we do a lot of here, is uh, February the 14th through uh, February the 25th. And please, if anybody hasn't registered, please register to vote. And the ones that are registered, this race, I must say it, not once, twice, three times, this race is crucial. More than the, more than the race that president and governor, well, governor we're, we're choosing now, but the, the every four-year races. This one is crucial. Why? Your... Your life depends on who goes to Washington. That, that there's no question about. If you want to see change, and I say it's time for change, because we cannot remain the way we are. We're stagnant. People will tell you, I brought millions of dollars I brought two billion, I brought five million. That is a misnomer. What does that mean? When the Congress votes to give the whole country money, that's the money that was coming to Texas, with or without that congressperson. Nothing that that person went and said, like I would do, I'd say, I want this for the veterans and I'm going to find a way to get the funds for the veterans separate from what I'm voting legislatively because it's easy to say I brought so much money well no you're not the person the Congress voted it and you were allocated this and you did not fight for that that was just part of the part of the whole thing. My thing would be different, Mr. Taylor. If I know, and I do know, that the veterans need, have certain needs, and I've talked to them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for that. First day, I'm gonna go and say, okay, these are the 10 things we need to do for the veterans. How about education? Boom. And so, again, I will reiterate, even though I am going to be in Washington, the problems that are unique to the Valley have to be addressed individually. You can't just, you can't say that those are Washington's problems. I don't know if I explain myself what, what I mean by that. That in Washington, maybe their graduation rate is 70, 80, 90%, ours is 30. We've got to do something. We don't have the best education. And I'm not talking, I'm not criticizing any of the school officials at all. I've met with several superintendents. And the teachers are great. 
they need races, they need to have their morale elevated. One other thing we haven't covered, and I as a doctor know better, the pandemic. The pandemic in the last two years has influenced everything, has changed so much. And who, you, who do you need in Congress? Who would you want if your health was an issue? Let me just ask you, and you can be, who would you want in an island if your health was an issue? Do you want a lawyer? You want an accountant? Or do you want a doctor? Right? So again, everybody, every all of my all of my wonderful people that I love in the valley, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because the valley's near my heart. Otherwise I could be somewhere else making money. But money's not the issue. What matters to me is doing something for each and every one of you. That's what matters to me. Because if we don't change things, we're never going to get out of the position we're in. Never. I mean it. Why should we take less, Mr. Taylor, why? Why should we in this area have less than the people in San Antonio, less than the people in Dallas? Why? We're hardworking people. We're caring people. We're wonderful people. Why should we get less? And sometimes there's money that can be obtained through grants, but they don't ask for it. They don't ask for it. So we have to have officials that serve. And the main thing is, I will be a servant. I am not taking this job because I need to be proud that I'm the Congresswoman. No, 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 no. I'm a servant. I'm here to serve my constituents. And I'm going to also make it clear that regardless of which side I'm on, when I get elected, which I will, I know for a fact that I will, it's going to be helping everybody. I am, I'm a Democrat, but gosh, am I not for Republicans? Of course I am, because they think the same way I do in most things. They do. If one or two things makes us different, we're not really different. Your brother may not think like you. You want short hair and he wants long hair. He's your brother anyway, right? So I'm going to serve everybody. And I think there's been a big disservice. Uh, we're so divided. And there's no reason to be divided. We're American. We are American. We are American. And whether you come from another country or not, once you step soil here, you become American. And what happened with 9-11 and other catastrophes, we, 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 we joined hands, we joined together. And this is what I need. I need all of you, please, to look at my webpage, to talk to me, to call me. I will be more than happy to talk to you and tell you how I think of things. Dr. Cisneros, those are probably all the questions I've got for now because this has been a fascinating, absorbing conversation. I don't think we've covered 
everything that we could. And I, so I'm going to ask if we can come back for us and meet up again uh, to discuss this further. Because like you said, it's such an important race. Uh, I'll tell the public that uh, they can reach your website and learn more about you from, and that is Dr. Laura Cisneros for uscongress.com, correct? It's correct. And so really fascinating. I'm so pleased to meet you and to learn about your issues and to learn more about you. Um, can we do this again? Absolutely. I, uh, I think this was just uh, uh, the beginning. And uh, I really look forward to meeting you again. I think people need to know one of the reasons that uh, voters don't go out and vote is because sometimes they don't know who the people are that are running and so when they get to the ballot box and they see seven names and we're going to have seven names and I'm going to be the first one, right? Maybe that's a good sign, good omen. Uh, Laura Cisneros, va a decir, Laura Cisneros. You know who they are. Because in the past, all of us have had this experience. You go and you see a ballot and you see lots and lots of judges, right? <laughs> and there's five judges and it's, Erwin Smith and Mary Jones and who are they? So here, Mr. Taylor, thank you. Thank you kindly because you're giving me an opportunity to let the voters know who I am and what I stand for. And my thought again is to be your Congresswoman, to represent you, to be your voice and to help the district get ahead. We've got to get ahead. This, th we don't have time in two years and five years and 10 years. This is crucial because too much is at stake right now. Too much. Look at the cost of living. That's what I was saying. The cost of living is tremendous. We've got to educate our students. They're our future. Our children are our future. If we don't get the children to grow up and to live in a healthier society, um, what do we have? What do you have? We all work as parents. For whom? For our kids, right? There are pride and joy, and what we give them is love, education. We want them to be emotionally stable human beings. And so, therefore, please, I ask, humbly ask for your support. If you were to see me on the street, stop me, and uh, I hope to do it again. Thank you, Mr. Taylor. Thank you, Dr. Laura Cisneros. Really appreciate it once more. And um, we will see you on the campaign trail. Thank you. See you soon. You just heard part two of the Meet the Candidate podcast featuring Dr. Laura Cisneros, who is running for the open congressional district 34 seat in the Democratic Party primary. This is Lee Perez reporting with the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.